0: It's the random show, I think. Yes, three seconds in, is recording. It's the random show. Welcome back, everybody. Random dot Brad was just talking before we hit record. I don't. He said I don't think we have anything to talk about. I mean,
1: I my mean, God. I know we'll have plenty. I like you're the type of person I think you and I could get on with no idea of of any topics or anything, and could probably still figure out an hour of interesting content. <laughs>
0: just because. well. Interesting is a stretch. I should say an,
1: an hour of content. Let's put it that way: an hour of content <laughs> yeah. with some nuggets of in, you know interestingness uh, peppered in. <laughs> what
0: do you want, you want? What do you want to dive into first? I mean, I, uh, I could man. rant. I could rant right now. Ooh, should yeah, we like open rants. up the show with just a big heavy rant about yeah. something?
1: What are we ranting about today?
0: Let me tell you what I'm ranting about today. I think here's a, here's here is my issue. As somebody who grew up in car sales. And then transitioned over to running an agency for 10 years and the lengths, and you know this well, we were just talking about it before we hit record, the lengths we have to go to to sell a project, to go into detail, to go into how the project's going to be managed, how it's going to be scoped, how it's going to be designed, developed, executed, delivered, supported, line by line, Right. And in a car sales, my God, I mean, you just go to war with people. You just have to sell. You have to be a, a great salesperson, provide reliable information, trustworthy, all these things. I got a quote the other day to redo my bathrooms in my house.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like where this is going.
0: You know, and the dude, it was a friend of, of a relative, they say uh, they do great work. That's what we're looking for. Blah, 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 blah. He comes in. Nice guy. Shows me a couple pictures on his Android phone. Look at these bathrooms that I made. Okay, great. Look, look okay to me, but you know, let's look at my bathrooms now. You've never been to my house. You were down the street from my house. Corey Miller's been to my house. Craig hewitt recently. I've been visited outside my your house.
1: house, but yeah, so you actually, yeah, you've been outside in, my house. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bathrooms are not very large. These are very average size, small bathrooms. Nothing crazy. This dude comes back with a quote to the tune of nearly $50,000 and that has no cost built in on buying the, like the toilet, the vanity, the mirrors, like those accessories, those big purchase accessories, the tiles, all of that stuff is still separate.
1: So that was just labor? Yes. Like 50,000 for labor for what? So is that for two bathrooms or what are we talking about here? These are... Two bathrooms right above one another. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, not visible
1: bathrooms. <laughs> it feels, feels high. It feels <laughs> a little high. I'm no expert, but I've watched a lot of HDTV, <laughs> and that feels high. And,
0: and I'm not trying to be that guy because you and I both deal with these types of, of people before in our in our day jobs, right? Where there's just mm-hmm. oh, oh, so I watched a, vi- watch a
1: video on YouTube. This should cost you like 10 grand.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's not that. It's the fact right. that, the fact that, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to where this fifty grand came from. I'm sure when you go in and pitch a fifty thousand dollars website, there's a story. There's a reason, there's a fundamental you know purpose and all the stuff that we go through as sales folks. And then this dude just shows up, swipes a couple of pictures on his Android phone, he's, like, oh, obviously I, I know what I'm doing. Fifty grand, please. Like' it, the world of like general contracting. And just, like, local services where you can't, like, reach out to a web dev, reach out to another agency, reach out to this company in California. There's no pool of competition. And it just blows my mind that people just can pitch products and services at that. And that's that's my big, you know, heavy rant. Mm-hmm. I wonder I if... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I understand that the housing market is, like, crazy. Like, mm-hmm. materials have gone up, so they say... And I'm sure there's a lot of general contractors out there. Well, people just got a bunch of federal money sent to them for free. Raise the rates, and it's just—I well, like, mean, wow, you this know, it. it's
1: there's something to be said for. They always say when you're when you're when you're busy, when your company's busy, if you're too busy, right? There's too much coming to the door. What do you do? Right. Well, you can hire, you can grow, or you can raise your rates. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different things you can do, but raising the rates is one that a lot of people kind of point to it's definitely it's interesting because i just moved into a house and so i moved with since our last show so that's been fun so now we're in our new place unpacking and now that we're thinking about okay what are luckily it's pretty much moving ready but there's a few projects we were would like to to figure out and it's it's now we're in the process of actually trying to get somebody to come here to talk to which is way harder than it should be right, right. like that's that's another challenge, right? Because if you go with one of the bigger companies, and this is really an industry, any industry, right? Like same with web development, web design. You go with a bigger company, they're gonna have a a, a more formalized business development department team that's gonna work with you and account managers and program managers and blah, blah, blah. You have this massive team in these different stages, and, and it's gonna get done. It's gonna cost you more. You already know that, right? But it's gonna get done. The the, the smaller local companies small businesses the friend of a cousin that does good work those are the people that do great work generally and they're and they're usually much more reasonable but it's it's damn near impossible to get them to come over to your house or get them to actually do the work so it's do you play that game or you just say you know what i'm okay paying an extra couple thousand dollars to this larger yeah. company just to get it done and that's yeah. it's it's very frustrating because i'd much rather support the local guy right the local girl the local guy whatever but versus the big you know national flooring company yeah but in times like this when it, and good for them. Like, I love hearing when people are busy because we're, we're in this bubble in this tech industry, right? So anytime, especially with this move, I've been talking to a lot of different people, movers, and I'm just like, Hey, are you guys busy? Are you booked up? Dude, everybody I talked to is slammed. And I always tell them like, that's great. Like I love hearing that. To me, it's telling me in a small sense that things are coming back and people are busy and works there and there's a lot to do, which is awesome. So I'm happy to see they're busy. I just wish there was an easier way to work with some of those local contractors. And, and to your point, like why 50 grand? Justify it, man. You yeah. Uh, you know, that's, a couple that's, pictures, that's the, you know, like...
0: Yeah, like that's that, that's the thing that, that just sends me over the edge. I just like, as somebody who just ran a business forever and had to play that game and still play that game, like when I represent Castles and I'm on a sales call, it's like, I take it serious. I'm not just, you should just do business here because. Here's here's the reason, here's the value, here's our whatever, culture, whatever. And, and this is what you're going to get as a customer out of all this stuff. It just, no one... No one has ever, I feel like when they're in these sales roles, this is like when we talked about refinancing last episode, I probably, this is the same rant. I feel like the same rants (laughs) happen. on every episode, but it's just like
1: a couple of middle-aged guys with the same
0: complaints. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, you're somebody who does mortgages. Man, you're not, what are you selling? What are you selling? I see these, all these, I have all these friends that are are like mortgage guys at at local banks and they're always like posting on Facebook, Oh, another $90 million year. Let's all celebrate. Like, it's just, what did you do? People showed up they asked for a, to refinance their mortgage. You did nothing. Like you didn't have to go out into the cold, right. And dust off a car full of <laughs> snow and try to sell them on this Chevy versus
1: a Ford. Give me a break. Like you did nothing, you know, hey, and it's harder just... not smarter, right? There's just because you were out there shoveling <laughs> snow off of cars and making your money that way. I mean, yeah, if you can, I know. I'd I much my wife rather sit time. in front of a screen and, and get paid to do that. Yeah. I mean, I
0: say that now as a guy who makes earns a living, you know, podcasting but
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you what do you say, do, Matt what do you actually do mister <laughs> I just talk into a <laughs> that, to a mic all day share what, my opinions that, to the world
0: that's what my wife said uh, she's like you have you always have these crazy expectations for everybody that like comes into that I'm like well yeah because I'm paying them money and, and like mm-hmm. I've gone through the same grinder that like all these people have put me through through my entire life and it's just like, I want to do the same
1: <laughs> because I've just felt like it's been on me for my entire life Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually reaching out to, again, another project around getting a deck built. And I reached out to a guy that did put a new roof on my house a few years back. And in that thread, I was looking through the messages because it was a few years ago, kind of reminded myself how everything went. He quoted me the price initially with literally just, here's the, like, he went to the house, checked it out and just sent me a number. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) I'm like I'm not a replace roof expert here, so I don't really know what's all included. I don't know what should be or shouldn't be included. And I live in the in the thread, I was I wrote him back. Yeah, could could I get some detail around how this is what you're going to actually do? Because just saying we're putting a new roof on your house, I just want to make sure expectations are clear. Cause obviously, like you said, I'm in the agency space, I'm in client services. I Always wanted to make sure the client and us and the client are on the same page from day one. So I want to as the client, I want to make sure I'm on the same page. So and he did. He detailed it out and it all made sense. And so we got it done and it worked great. But yeah, the initial, the initial quote was just like, yeah, here's the number and we'll put a new roof on.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it it just blows my mind how, how people survive and operate or maybe that's, that's what happens. I, I I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So that's my big, that's my big rant. So you're shopping
1: around, now. I guess is what it sounds like.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah. And I was, but it's just like back to the drawing board. It's like shopping around and, and <clears throat> to the point about like you said before about hiring a larger company. When I, I did, I think it was probably like right after you were in the area last time. I did a pretty big remodel on the outside of the house. Did the same thing, built a deck, put in windows. And I got a, it was the same thing. It was like people either said they were going to show up to give me a price and they never did. Literally didn't show up. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. other guys were just giving me the same thing. So here's a number. I don't know if you can actually do it. What's, it, what's going to happen? And then I ended up going with, smaller like a smaller bigger general contracting company they're not like the, they weren't like the biggest local general contracting company but they had a team they had a project manager and they had a salesperson who I got to do the dance with which was fun <laughs> and then there was a project manager and there was at one point when they were like installing the deck something happened to the electrical Like they hit like an electrical line, like when they were cutting in a new window or a new door or whatever. And there was like sparks of like electrical, they cut like an electrical line, which I didn't know at the time. They didn't know at the time they did it either. It was like in the floor. Anyway, long story short, at the end of the, it was like five o'clock and they were leaving and I saw it like sparking underneath where the deck was going to go. And then they sent, they called up their, whatever, their office or whatever. And they sent this guy down who's an electrician, because these guys weren't elect- electrical guys, and he patched it up, fixed it, like buttoned everything up. And this is all like after five o'clock. But that's the kind of service you get when, again, right. if you went to like web dev,
1: right. and somebody's yeah. like,
0: what's going on with my project? You have a project manager.
1: <laughs> you know right, if, exactly. And like you said, you pay for that, but it also you gives it. you peace of mind and comfort that when something goes wrong or sideways yeah. or whatever, it's a larger group that can support it and help it hopefully, right? It doesn't just yeah. because you're bigger it doesn't always mean you're better. I think we right. all know that, right. but right, yeah, I think there is somebody set for that, you know. And, and I think, well, the most I feel like the hardest thing that I've run into is just around the scheduling of it. Like, I feel like a lot of these local contractors just do it themselves, so yeah, you're always leaving the voicemail, you're always trying to get a phone call back. They don't have any kind of just hire someone part-time to like literally write down messages and follow up on phone calls. And you probably double your business for many of these people because that's half the battle is someone just tracking all of these conversations and projects. And if it's the person doing the work that's also trying to negotiate new projects down the road, it, it usually doesn't end up well. So, right. yeah, I, I think it's a frustration that's probably felt with a lot of people out there that have done any kind of larger projects on your house or 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 anything really. So.
0: It's usually at this point of the show where we transition to talking about what documentary you've been watching. I know you've been super busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I did watch the last blockbuster documentary in the in the past couple of weeks, and it was really good. It's not nostalgia, right? Like I grew up, and probably like you and many of us around our age, where weekends and and especially like Friday Saturday night, where you go to the video store. Man, that was it. Like you get you get your friend come over for a sleepover. You order some pizzas pick up a couple of movies, a couple of games, and you just got like, the best weekend locked in, right? Like you just, yeah, it's, it's literally like the, if I could go back and do one thing in my childhood, that would definitely be towards the top of the list, right? So seeing that kind of going through the history of blockbuster, seeing how they kind of dwindled down to just a handful. And now they're down to one. It's been kind of, it's a fascinating story. It's definitely worth a watch for sure. I enjoyed it. It's good. Lighthearted. So it's one, just a good one. There's, there's still one. one open. There is one open. It is in, I believe it's Oregon. And what's interesting is the so the movie came out last year in 2020 and it's on Netflix, right? I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. so You can check it out, which interesting is. So the Blockbuster brand is actually owned by a larger company, Vi- which is owned by Viacom, right? So Blockbuster itself doesn't really exist anymore, but they own the brand and all the everything that goes along with that. So every it sounded like every year. This blockbuster has to work with Viacom to renew their license to use the name, which is kind of fat. Of course, that makes sense, right? Like, even though Blockbuster doesn't really exist, the name, the name recognition, the brand, and stuff, there is some type of a value to that, and Viacom owns that. They owned it when they bought out Blockbuster years ago, so they still have it, right? So every year they're renewing it, which is kind of interesting. So at any point they could be like, "Yeah, want to," but at this point, like, why? There's only one. If anything, it would look kind of bad if they forced it to change its name or something so it's a cool dr benner's light heart is, light-hearted. It, like a, is it a museum
0: and, <laughs> no a you museum? could literally
1: go there and get a blockbuster card and rent movies and they wow. got the candy and i mean it looks like exactly what it looked like in the late 90s early 2000s and obviously it's a bit of a now that it's the only one it's more than just that right like it's a destination so i'm sure there's more to it now that it's the last one it's probably more of a some more touristy stuff that you can check out but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty neat. So that was a good one. I didn't, I haven't watched anything too heavy, but I thought that was a nice lighthearted kind of throwback. If you're into the, if you're into that, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I binge watched Billions. I started oh, on- dude. such a great show.
0: Yeah, it's such a great show. I started, I mean, I, I, my brother's been telling me about it forever. And and then I just happened to see it, that like the first three episodes were on, the three first three seasons, excuse me, were on Amazon Prime. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I just like, I just tore right through it. And then, of course, I was like, well, now I got to get Showtime. (laughs) Like now I got to subscribe to Showtime because I I have to see the rest of the episodes, uh, the rest of the season. So I I tore through that, which reminded me of how great of an actor Damien, Damien or Damon Lewis is, the head guy on on Billions, uh, Band of Brothers and Homeland. Homeland. And so I was like, you know what? I got to go back and watch. Go through Homeland again, man. Homeland was so like he is. Such, season one I mean,
1: is crazy. Yeah, season like, one of Homeland is like probably one of the more stressful. Well, honestly, I think the first two seasons, but it's just very. It's a great show. Absolutely, if you yeah. Seen it, definitely one of those more like heart racing kind of. Remind me a lot of break, how I felt when I after I watched an episode of Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, like, not really something you fall asleep to, right? No. Like it's, it's very <laughs> adrenaline inducing yeah. and. So by the time you're done, it's you're a little bit exhausted. You can only <laughs> string so many episodes together. And you gotta,
0: yeah, spread I mean, them out. But we we can go. Let, let's go a little dark. Let's go a little dark on this and pull out the the actors, the actors' mindset. So the woman who plays Carrie Matheson from that '70s show. I mean, again, like phenomenal actress, right? An actor '70s like.
1: show. You're mixing up, <laughs> you're mixing up your redheads. <laughs> you're thinking of. Donna from the '70s show. Carrie Matherson is. geez, what's her name? Claire Danes. Wasn't she? she wasn't on the '70s show? No. No. I don't
0: think. Well, so. anyway. Yeah, I always thought I, for some reason in the back of my head it was. I thought that that's where she originally started. Now I gotta go to. Now I have to go to IMDb.
1: Oh boy, here we go. It is good though. I mean, uh, yeah, she she it, she was in the my yeah, so-called right. life and obviously in a ton of movies she's been in, Claire Danes.
0: Yeah, a ton of movies. Yeah. For some reason I thought she was on that same show. Anyway, but it's crazy like that show there I I'm, I'm now in season 4. And this is going to get pretty dark, but there I mean just to go show like the emotion of an actor and I've been like listening to a lot of the Talking Sopranos, which is a podcast that breaks down every episode of the Sopranos, but they really get into what it's like to be an actor they really get in behind like that behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. literally man and they're and talking about like how stress inducing that show is i believe it i get to the scene when she comes back f- from tour and she hasn't seen her baby like growing up and she's like giving the baby a bath and like for a moment there she thinks about drowning the baby yeah and that as a parent you're like god i can't e-, like i had to shut it off like i can't even look at this scene like i can't even it hurt my head.
1: <laughs> and pow. Pow. There's a thread here because you seem to watch a lot of shows like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to switch up your your viewing a little bit. Because what was yeah. that The other show where something about a kid who was kidnapped? You're like, I can't watch it. It's too stressful.
0: Yeah, like man. Yeah, what show was that? I can't remember what show I was, it was watching. The, I think that was something uh, on HBO.
1: Yeah, it was the HBO show where they True Detective. That's what it was.
0: Oh yeah, True Detective like season yeah.
1: two or three, one of the more recent ones.
0: Yeah, and it's just man. Like, now that you're a parent and you see these scenes, but as an actor, like, just think, like, listening to a lot of people talk about being an actor and how emotional these scenes are. They they talk about, oh, yeah, you just think, like, they just show up, they act, and it's done, and, like, they move on. Like, they have to, like, emotionally buy into these scenes and, like, how it affects them, too.
1: It's just, yeah. wow. Or like else they won't be able to, or else it'll be fake, right? Like, they have to truly... Yeah. Like, believe it. I mean, you're right. Cause if you think about like, her acting on that show is like just amazing, top notch. You're right. It's, she's very, like, she got a lot going on and it's a very emotional role. <laughs> so, right. which she does amazing at. I, I did a little bit of independent filmmaking back in the day just for fun, back when I lived in Indianapolis and back in my independent filmmaking days. And <laughs>
0: you can find the um, episodes on pornhub.com.
1: <laughs> well, I do have a, a short video I lost. So if you're ever able to find, it's called avoid the hole in the bush. <laughs> if, if you could, if you, <laughs> it's safe for work. I promise you, but it, I put it up on Google video and then it got, got dropped. And I, I so anyways, but so I, I, I joined with this local like independent film crew. Cause I didn't, I just, I just hang out and help out and kind of learn the ropes. And and the, one of the first times I joined with them, they were shooting a scene. It was like this guy, I don't get into the whole story, but he ended up shooting his wife accidentally. So he had to like, prep himself for the scene right and how he was going to react to it and, and i'd never been around that or seen that and it was very cool to kind of watch the process and this is just independent people doing it for fun so you can balloon this times a million when you get to hollywood but it was it, it like it it you could feel the whole set like all of us there it was very emotional like it was just in the room like this emotional kind of weird And that's how good he was. And this is just some guy doing it for fun. So I can only imagine on the set of something like Homeland or a big blockbuster or anything really at that level. And some of these crazy emotional scenes, I I can't even imagine being behind the camera and knowing you have a job to do. But also as a human, it has to impact you in some way, even though you're there to do a job. Right. Yeah, we take that's why they're professionals, I guess. Right. That's why they get paid the big bucks to do this stuff, because that's not easy. I'm sure. Yeah, I
0: mean, we take it as, as viewers for granted, right? Because now there's so much content, and you start to understand why people like Scorsese or just they, they start to point their fingers at something like a like a Marvel or just like a superhero movie and they're just like look this isn't really acting this isn't really storytelling and they get they get wrapped up into it because they've been doing it quote unquote the right way for decades right and and they have accolades to back themselves up so Mm -hmm. yeah you can definitely see this tug of war speaking of wasn't really and i don't know if you had time to catch up on it but wasn't really a huge fan of the captain america or falcon falcon and winter soldier series
1: I haven't watched any of the Disney Plus series, which I'm definitely way behind. But I've I've heard generally positive things about all of them. So yeah, I, I mean, I, it's from the people at least that small circles I run in, whatever. It sounded like it was pretty good. But
0: yeah, I mean, you know? it was it was okay. It was just very linear. Where I felt like Wandavision, there was more depth to it. They were introducing more characters. Mm-hmm. I guess I felt there was that lacking. But I also just like re watching some of the emergency awesome YouTube channel. Everything was shot out of order because of COVID and a lot of things were cut short because of it. So there was like there's that side of mm-hmm. it too. Which billions took the same same thing. Like billions had to stop halfway through COVID and they were just like introducing it.
1: Which I don't even think I they did they ever release the second half of that season? Not yet. Okay, so that's, I watched the, I guess what it would be season four then, where they only released the first eight episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. or Season five. I, no, I'm sorry, season five. Yeah, so I watched that, but yeah, so the second half has not, yeah. Yeah. That is interesting now that that's all catching up, or has already caught up, and, and still will for a while, of the delays in production for a lot of things, so yeah. movies, shows, and stuff. It's interesting, because you can tell things that were kind of filmed since COVID, which a lot of stuff now that we're watching on TV was filmed post-pandemic. But movies, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Like, kind of depends, but it's... Yeah, it is kind of sucks in a way, but it's also completely understandable. Yeah. For sure. I came across something interesting I was going to throw out there that uh, caught my eye. Yeah. So, I don't want to get down the political side of this, but you know, the Capitol riots happened back in January 6th, and I was reading this interesting article. The FBI has been using... Uh, facial, facial recognition programs to find some of these writers. So they have all these images and stuff, and they're, but they can't, they found a lot of them, but they can't quite nail all these people. So the FBI basically took a picture of this guy that they've been trying to find and ran it through a, and I'm trying to find out what it is, but it's called, they called it an open source fa- facial comparison tool, I'm trying to figure out what open source tool that is. So maybe on the next show I could mention it. And essentially it found this guy on his girlfriend's Instagram. <laughs> it hit it it made a match and not only did it find him but he's wearing the exact same jacket and hat beanie that he was wearing and this isn't a different day whatever but same hat and beanie he was wearing during the during the riot. So they so they they'd sent in some undercover FBI to his job to kind of poke and prod to make sure it was him. I and mean, somehow they got on the topic of, of January 6th and confirmed it was him based on the stuff he was telling them. And then they, they arrested him. But basically the, the long and short of it is this is really one of the more, I think this will be, it sounds like this will be one of the more high profile cases against really not just for the January 6th, but really anybody in, in terms of a facial recognition tracking finding them via someone else's social media profile. In this case, his girlfriend's, right? So he probably was protecting himself, locking down his accounts, blah, blah, blah. And it was one picture on his girlfriend's account, one picture that, that hit it and uh, matched. And, and now he's been arrested and will face charges. So, I mean, it brings up a ton of different topics around this privacy and putting yourself out there and big police state. And, but I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, It's a fascinating, it will be fascinating to watch this and see how it ends up, but it's kind of fascinating to see that this type of stuff is, we know it's out there, but now it's being more almost publicly touted by the FBI and others that, hey, we're using this and we're going to find you. So if you put your stuff out there and you do something bad, we're coming.
0: Yeah. First, I'd like to just say is what other podcast do you listen to that goes from Home Improvements to Marvel series to <laughs> facial recognition, J- FBI
1: J- prospector police state tracking, and arresting.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like we've talked about before, this is no surprise to me, like this kind of thing. But like you said, the, the more interesting fact is Now they're just talking about it more. I had imagined this was just, I would just imagine that this is just what had already existed even five years ago, but maybe not. Interesting to hear though, that it's an open source tool that can do that kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. I guess has a ton of different, you know, use cases.
1: And honestly, it probably did exist five, 10, maybe longer years ago. I think the way I'm reading this is that the FBI is being more vocal about it. Right, at it, it a very strategic reason, right? Which yeah. is kind of put people on alert. Hey, yeah, you you you've always assumed we were doing this. Hey, now we're doing it, and we're even using open source tools. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it's how do you like that. It, it
0: yeah, I, and it, it's it, it is one of those things where you know I, I what Facebook is rolling out. We always seem to go down this this rabbit hole, but I, we never really come to a conclusion or. We're not the most intelligent to, to be talking about this anyway, so don't, don't think of us as some kind of like legal practitioners in this space. But Apple is going to be rolling out their new privacy features, which allegedly is really going to hamper and crush the way that um, Facebook can do advertising, especially on mobile and this identification of devices. I've said this on, on the show before, <laughs> pick your poison. If I'm going to trust one technology company, for me, it just ends up being Apple. Because I just don't trust Google. I don't (laughs) trust Facebook. And I don't know if I really trust Microsoft either. Don't trust Amazon. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I'm like, if I'm going to give my information and trust, quote unquote, trust the company, I think it's going to be Apple for whatever reason. Don't have a a solid reason. But like where all this technology and tracking. And again, I might have mentioned this on this show. I remember at the height of the pandemic when I had to take my son to the pediatrician. And that's like when things were like really, you have to make an appointment, you have to check in, you can't just walk into a place, especially a a medical facility. I remember walking into the local place where his pediatrician is. And I don't know where the camera was, but they had a 55 inch TV set up probably 20 feet back from when I walked in the main door. And the camera was on me. It was on my eye. There was like a crosshair on my eye, and it had the temperature and all like this data. And I'm just like, I walked in. I'm like, am I going through the airport or am I coming through the
1: doctor's <laughs> Do I office? I consent to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like mind blowing. It's like, okay. So obviously, it's it's tracking me because if all of a sudden somebody said they had COVID, they're using this data to. I guess share with other people. Like, hey, you were in this room at the same time, or you had COVID. Let me see who else was around you that could have potentially got COVID. Okay. And then Sounds it's just like, like
1: total recall. Like where he walked through yeah. with you know, the, the, the electric thing. I could see the skeletons. And the one time he came through with a gun and it like lights up red, And right. there's like security on both. So like, what if you just lit up red? Just, <laughs> he has a temperature. Get him. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, no, no, I, I just ran here.
0: I'm sweating my ass off. That's why, <laughs> yeah. that, that's why I'm so hot right now. I mean, like, that's,
1: that's that, this stuff's everywhere. So this is the stuff we know. Oh, right, but there's no. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, this is all happening behind the scenes, and this is from this is them looking at public, you know, data, which is Instagram. But yeah. I'm sure they're using this behind the scenes with the non-public data, right? So I remember you know, I took that's a trip to even Por- scarier.
0: Yeah, I took a trip to Portugal a couple of years ago, and and you might have remember seeing this in the news because this was a thing, especially I think in the open source world because a lot of this stuff was Linux driven. But I remember going to, it was like a really rainy day. So we went to the local mall that they had, you know, nice mall, whatever. And there was a McDonald's there. And we were walking to the food court and some people had, we were a bunch of people. They had to go to the bathroom, whatever. So I'm just like standing around out, out, front. I had my youngest, I had my oldest at the time and he was just a baby. I remember standing in front of a, there's like a wall of uh, McDonald's menus on televisions. And one of the televisions had crashed and it was at like a Linux a Linux boot screen, right? Like a terminal screen, and I stepped in front of it, and it said "Male, thirty years old," and it had all this information of guessing wh- what kind of wow. who I was, right? Probably to track for advertising and like what they change on the screen. So, and they all were, this stuff. so
1: they're so they're basically tracking or, or collecting data on anybody that walks up to the menu.
0: Yeah. To like and look then at the I'm sure
1: if they order, they're attaching that to the, say, right. okay, this 30-ish year old male ordered yeah, it's, it's a guessing. Big Mac. Yeah, it's all guessing, Right, <laughs> so right. Maybe, and they're probably looking for data and, and uh, patterns and to say, okay, well, oh, it seems like everybody in the 30s loves Big Macs or whatever. Right. That's crazy. So, I, I've never heard of that before, but I mean, yeah, it does I've seen, make complete sense, right?
0: Yeah, I've seen articles talk about that, like at airports and stuff when you're looking at screens. Because uh, then they can stuff. get to
1: where they're really like, I mean, crazy advanced and the Honestly, they're probably doing this now, but tracking eye eye movements. I know grocery stores do this in sense of where is the eye going when you're looking at different product. Obviously, we know that eye level is the is the most valuable space on a shelf, and everything on the ground floor is the crap, and everything at the top is usually better quality. But there's a reason for that, right? Like yeah. it's where your eyes go. So on the menu, they're probably, oh man, here over here we got a picture of a of, of one of the sandwich combos. And then over on the left side, it's all text of all the other combos. And whatever picture combo we put there orders 50% more because they see the picture and they're looking at it. So they're tracking that. It. It's And I'm sure it's insanely valuable data, but also, on the other hand, it's insanely scary that yeah. there's so much being tracked about us. And it's happening pretty much everywhere all the time. Right. 100%. And, and, and we're just none the wiser. And, and at the end of the day, many of us just don't care.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It's a slippery slope. I remember when Facebook would randomly crash or not load images and all of a sudden you start seeing how fa- it was like kind of exposed like how Facebook was in the image you upload it's trying to do exactly what you said dog brown or whatever like male 30 to 40 or it's trying to identify that so it can use that as algorithms for ads and other things so they're all doing it and I don't know if there's a whole lot we can do to stop it nope but
0: there's it's not the world we, we live
1: do. in for sure. And like you said, you kind of got to, you either got to make the decision to like trust some one company, some companies, or just completely disconnect from everything in the world <laughs> because there's no middle ground. There's no other option, right? Like no, I'm going all in on Google, which is kind of crazy. I, I mentioned I just moved. So one of the, I, I took the opportunity to say, look, I got, I, I wouldn't even call it my old home. I wouldn't call it a smart home. I had a ton of smart devices. But half of it didn't talk to the other half because I would just buy random stuff and not really think about the larger picture. So when I we decided to move, then I was like, I'm resetting. I'm either going all in with Alexa or Google. But I literally had Alexas and Google's in the same room, which is stupid, right? So I made the decision go on with Google. So now I have Google hubs. I have you know everything I get. I'm making sure it integrates with Google Home and Google Assistant. So
0: what was this, um, What was the selling factor for you to make that decision?
1: It was well, I was I, I really narrowed it down to Amazon and Google. And I think Amazon's better for like more conversational stuff with the voice where Google's much more kind of fact, what do you want to know? And I'll try to figure it out. I feel like Amazon's a little more fun and I don't know, if more conversational, I guess. But in terms of just overall integration with devices and, and other things, I think I think it, it seemed like Google has a bit of a lead. It's funny though, because like on one hand, like Amazon, their cameras are dirt cheap with Blink and and Google's are much more expensive. But then Google, the little their little pod speaker hubs are cheaper than Amazon Echo. So it's kind of, it's a bit of a wash, I think, around cost. Yeah. So for me, it just seemed like Google and the things I wanted to integrate with was going to be an easier lift. And I really like the Google Home app, which kind of brings everything into a centralized hub um, that controls everything in my house. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm still setting it up, still figuring it out. But, you know, so far I'm enjoying it. Cool. And Google knows everything about me. You know, that they bought Fitbit. <laughs> I got, you know, Google uh, Chromecast with Google TV. So they know what I'm watching. They know where I'm at at all times. Literally have cameras in my house from Google. So
0: the big question I guess I'm is, all in with Google. <laughs> the big question is, are you going to switch back to Android?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. It, it While integration, it would probably make everything a lot easier. I just, it's, it's never felt as smooth and as... Yeah, it just never felt as smooth. And I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but something about it, like it's just not as smooth as iPhone. Yeah. Something about iPhones just got this sleek, smoothness. Things just work. In Android, it just felt like things mostly work. But to me, it's like comparing WordPress and Drupal in a sense, like they're both good. Drupal just has like thousands of options and WordPress doesn't. (laughs) And WordPress just works, right? So (laughs) I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but I don't know. I, I might, I might, I won't say ne- never, but I'm definitely still enjoying my iPhone and really it's, it comes down to the camera. The, the The cameras are just stupid at this point, like how good they are. So having a, a young son, taking a lot of videos and pictures, like it's really important. So it's going to be hard to beat that camera. We'll see. Well,
0: you've, you've, you've upset a lot of people in our audience for saying, uh, WordPress is like iOS and <laughs> Android's like Drupal. So. Get ready for the hate mail yeah. on that
1: one. Whoa, we'll get some hate mail. That's all right. That's all right. We don't have Drupal. No, even like Drupal listens to the show anyways, right? The point is, I, like, I think Drupal is a great platform. It's just not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> did you get any Wix headphones? I didn't, but I did get... I got the email. I just never followed up and gave them my address, so...
0: So I was like cool
1: it. enough to get an invite, but I was dumb enough not to follow up and get the free headphones. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting uh, marketing campaign to send. Basically, Wix sent, I guess you would say, influencers in the WordPress space, however they determine that. A bunch of people that are known in the WordPress space and sent them some pretty nice headphones, it seemed. And to go check out a video about how like WordPress isn't personal and doesn't know you and sucks, I guess was kind of what I took away from it. (laughs) But they sent it to like wordpress.org, like basically builders, right? They sent it to people like us that build websites. Yeah. So it it was just a weird play. Are they trying to convert people like us to build sites for clients on Wix? I don't, I don't know what they were getting at. Yeah, just
0: kidding. When you have that much, when you have that much money uh, in the coffers, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they, they had, Kevin Hart sponsoring a Super Bowl episode once, which was probably like $10 million just to do that. So when you have that much money in play, it's just getting people to talk about it.
1: I mean, did you get you know, the headphones? getting links
0: out there and all that stuff? So, and everyone talked about it.
1: So did you get headphones?
0: I did not reply to the, the, the DM, the Twitter DM. Oh, so you did was, too. Yeah. I was just like, Hey, send us your ad. I think it was like something like send us your address. We promise this will be a great surprise. Yeah. No,
1: i got that initially from some rando and i was like okay no and then and then wix account dm me and said yeah just i i sorry for the confusion this is (laughs) this is official so it seemed official after the second message but yeah i just never followed up so whatever i mean at the end of the day, wix has its place just like word has wordpress has its place and there's pros and cons but i doubt you're gonna switch a lot of WordPress builders from using WordPress over to Wix, I think your your better target's WordPress.com users and getting them to switch over, I think. But I also seem like there might have been they might have had some confusion on the difference there.
0: Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like the other the other thing that again, like I that I keep pointing back to is when you look at the play of Jetpack, when you look at WordPress.com and you see how closely this is all integrated into wordpress.org i mean you'd think that and this is what matt and i largely talked about when i interviewed him is if they had a marketing team if they cared about the people who really represent it would be so easy for for them to have a marketing campaign from .com and jetpack to do something like this for other notables in the .org space Like it doesn't have to be, I'm not even talking about like headphones, but it's just keep us all in this ecosystem. So like when these outsiders come in, you don't even talk to them. So this doesn't even happen. There's no, imagine if WordPress.com sent out these things or did something other than compete with their own ecosystem (laughs) to to massage us a little bit, right? Instead of selling $5,000 websites, which I should go back and check on, like how's that whole program doing? So instead of competing with the, with the freelancer, like work with them. Imagine if that was a thing. Right? Like radical. Yeah. Like, why, why don't they do that? You I mean you literally have people who love the software just reach out to them and do something extra. Put them on a newsletter, put them on a, a blog, put them on a podcast, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, at the end of the day, it all like it all roads lead back to me, in some mm-hmm. sense, to the dot the com versus dot org cluster that does exist and probably will always exist. And I don't see any incentive for Matt to worry about addressing that. And it's not an easy thing to address, I don't think. But that, I think, is is a big problem because I think some of the Wix stuff got mixed up in that. Even how large publications talked about the Wix WordPress situation still mix it up tech crunch larger like they still mix it up they still don't understand and i think you're always going to have problems in that sense and 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 honestly i think it's all like you said like they're competing against their own ecosystem in a sense and that is the the view many of us have right so it's well we like wordpress we love wordpress we love open source but do we love wordpress.com I mean if it didn't exist it would probably make my life a little easier and <laughs> probably make all of our lives a little easier. Yeah. Because then that educational right. piece is gone. Now I know that's not the reality and that would never happen. But there could there's things that could be done to help with this and and they're not. And I think it's for obvious reasons but you know, it's unfortunate. Who knows? Yeah,
0: or I mean, then don't get then don't get so upset when a third party CMS comes knocking on our doors trying to you know convert us because number one you're not being transparent with the branding of .com and and who's who and what's what and how you mm-hmm. can get that over for free and how this is a whole ecosystem. But eventually, at some point, they have to try to start converting people.
1: I mean, it's I don't know. It's like an employee, right? How do you stop recruiters, other companies, going after your top talent? You can't. You can't stop them. But what you can do is focus on making sure you have a great place for that person to work and making sure they feel valued and making sure their salaries align with kind of industry averages and where they should be in their career. So you can give them, that's, I think, kind of to your point of give them a reason to stay. Don't worry about fighting anyone that's going to come in the door because that's a losing battle. You're never going to be able to predict what's going to happen, who's going to come after your people or whatever. But if you, if you give them a really great work environment, why would they ever want to go anywhere else, right? And I think there's a lot of parallels right. to what we're talking about here, right? If you give the community, the builders and WordPress space, if you give them an amazing place to work and you're not fighting against them and you're not stealing some of their business potentially, why would they ever want to leave? There's more work than all of us can get done. <laughs> so I think there are some parallels. in the question in, like, is, though, would you consider. let them talk...
0: Would you let him talk about politics in the workplace? Oh, we're just going to leave it at that, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Random Show. It's randomshow.net. You have questions for us? You have topics you want us to cover? Tweet at us. I'm Matt Medeiros on Twitter.
1: And I'm Williams BA. Unverified. (laughs) (laughs) I've been rejected a few times for the record. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how does tom McFarland get a verified dude i'm a published author with five books on my name and they rejected me all because some guy with my name likes to tell jokes on tv so ah, he gets verified and i don't it's bs <laughs> well, well we'll all hope to get there someday all right everybody randomshow.net
0: thanks for listening to the episode we'll see you in i don't know randomly in a month or so
1: see you